Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I know you are here wanting to change and rewrite your story. You are desiring to step into the impact that you know you were here to create. I am here to guide you with the proven tools and strategies used by myself and our speakers to support you in taking radical responsibility in your life and learning how to own your choices to change your story. My name is Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a storytelling business coach, master NLP trainer, speaker, podcaster, and seven times published author. My clients have found freedom and purpose from overcoming their shame stories and learning how to share them with the world. I am so grateful you are here. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. This is a Friday episode and I love to start Fridays with a rating and review as a way to say thank you for your part in helping the show to continue to grow. Last year, we dropped into the top 1.5% of all podcasts. That's like 3.2 million podcasts globally, which I am so crazy proud of because it's a lot of work and I'm beyond grateful because the amount of people that I get to connect with in this process, it is just beautiful. So today's rating review comes from Helen Morris and Helen's episode just recently went live. She speaks all about grief. It's an unbelievable episode as she shares her story after losing her daughter and her entire platform and podcast is all about grief. This is a true story of somebody who is taking their story and continuing to put those lessons out there into the world to help others. So What she says is it was an incredible conversation. Marsha and I were definitely on the same wavelength and the conversation just flowed. I love her style of interviewing and the depth of knowledge that she brings with heart, compassion, and authenticity. Thank you, Marsha. I feels weird reading those, but I just, I I'm grateful. Like I'm so freaking grateful because that's something part of the conversations that I get to have with people are because we build really good rapport. And if you don't know what rapport is, rapport is that connection that you build. And the faster you learn how to build rapport with somebody, the deeper the connection and the conversation can go. Some of the basis of NLP, I just have to say, that's where it starts. So today, quick episode, I want to talk to you about falling in love with uncertainty. And immediately, if I said uncertainty and you went, ew, I don't like that, (laughs) you're not alone. Please know that you're not alone. So it's interesting because our subconscious minds love pattern. They love like repetition. They love certainty. They love knowing what's happening next. And so when we have like ambiguity or uncertainty or things that are not going as planned, it's actually perceived as a threat. It's not a threat, but it's perceived as a threat. And then what happens is, is that we can't focus on anything else because we're searching for certainty. And the more we do that, the more we're actually looking for the answer that's going to move us to the next stage, that's going to be the answer for this solution right now. And how can you learn how to become more comfortable with uncertainty? How can you learn to embrace it and understand that it's actually part of the equation? It's literally part of the equation. And it helps you to come to better terms with your circumstances. Because the sooner you can get back to neutral, the sooner you can come to a sense of peace, 
the faster you're going to be able to deal with these challenges. And they're going to come at you all the time. Now, if you look at these challenges and it's like, why is this always happening? That's all you're going to see. Your mind is literally responding to you. It's so fascinating. It is responding to you. I had a moment last week, weird example, but we were sorting out our car. We were doing all these things. And out of nowhere came this massive bill that was like not expected, of course, not anticipated, long story short. And I immediately went into, oh my God, why does this always happen like this? And I got super frustrated, super angry, all within seconds. And then it was like, no, wait, one of the words I always come back to is I'm resourceful. I can figure things out where show me a solution. Immediately within minutes, I had an idea. I contacted, we sorted through, and they're like, I don't know if I can do that. I'm like, well, you can ask, right? You can sort through that. You can ask. It's kind of like, I believe in you. You can do it. And she called me back immediately. She's like, yeah, it's all done. It's already done. Wow. Wouldn't have even thought of that. And I just sat there and went, okay, there's a reminder that I can be resourceful when it feels like shit's hitting the fan. That's the anchor that we're looking for because uncertainty is always happening. But how long are you going to allow yourself to be taken out of the game because you fly off the handle and uncertainty like blows up your entire day and you're like, I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to do. How can you get scrappy? How can you get resourceful? How can you start to figure it out? And then build that belief in yourself that, wait, I can do this. I can do this. When you come to a space of peace and understanding that you're in this space because there's something in you that can find your way through. I know it can be hard. I'm not being oblivious to the fact that things can be really, really hard. And when it was at our worst times, in some of our worst days, I would literally had a little phrase with myself. I'm like, you're in this space, Marsha, because you know what to do next. You might not like what your next answer is. That's a different thing, but you know what to do. And so how can you get good at uncertainty? Well, it's a muscle. Everything is a muscle. You train it and you learn how to get better with it. How can you try something new that's small and safe? That's a little bit of a stretch. When you mess up, I quote, air quote, mess up, how can you see it as a learning experience? Instead of calling it like a painful failure, because that's literally setting you up for the belief that you're just going to continue to fail. When you have those little mess ups, how can you say, okay, what can I learn from that? What is something I can do that I won't go that path next time? How can you open it up and see that there is opportunity everywhere? What's the worst case scenario? Ask yourself that question. What does the worst case scenario look like? So many times we're actually living out our very worst case scenario and we don't even realize it. Developing a very open change mindset, like a mindset and a toolbox that how do I respond to this? How can I get better at how I respond to this? Become aware of what you're holding onto. See, we have this death grip hold on wanting certainty and then we're holding and clinging and clinging and like our hands are completely full and we don't see other opportunity. And if we do, we're not even making space to allow that to come in or to hold, to bring something new in because our hands are full. I often joke and I say this to myself all the time, like the more I'm gripping hold on something, like, and a lot of times it's not the things that I need to hold on to. The universe could literally knock on the door and say, here you go, Marsha. This is exactly everything that you ever wanted. And I could say, oh, sorry, but my hands are full. And the universe is like, well, put it down. Like, stop carrying shit that's not yours. Put it down. 
be aware what you're clinging to because clinging to is you holding on to something, telling yourself you need that to happen. And I guarantee you, the more you need that, the more you come from that space of need, lack, and gripping, you're setting yourself up for some difficult lessons. You don't need it. You might desire it. Those are very different words. Our language is incredibly powerful. There's so many downsides to clinging that you are in this space that you're putting uncertainty up on this big pedestal that because you can't figure this out, you won't have success. Meanwhile, uncertainty or change, change which brings about uncertainty, is literally the one constant that we all have. It's the one constant that's always happening is uncertainty. So how can you get better at dealing with uncertainty? How can you paint your frame of mind, your thought process, that it can turn out better than you could ever imagine? What are some of those things that you can do that you can start to see it as different possibilities? Because no matter how much you try and plan how to get from A to B, you're still going to have to take detour routes. You are. Because it's not going to be as simple as getting right to that point. And if you're not sure, I always say go back and look at something that worked out for you recently and ask yourself if how you got there was the way that you thought you would get there. Because it's not. It's usually is never that way. So I know as humans, we crave certainty. I get that. We all do. We crave certainty because we believe certainty equals security, which also equals safe. And safety is one of the number one things that we as humans crave. And so we want to feel safe. We want this feeling of sense of control in our lives and well-being. And when we have uncertainty, it stirs up fear. It leaves us feeling stressed and anxious and powerless and feeling like we have no direction of what's happening next. It drains you from like emotionally, physically, physiologically drain you. Plus you play out all of the terrible what-if scenarios of what might happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know. And ask yourself that. Like you don't have any control over that. You have control on how you show up in this moment and how you respond in this moment. That's it. We all have different levels for how much uncertainty we can tolerate. We do. And that's fair. We do. Some people seem to be like, like the, you know, the risk takers, the ones who are like, oh my God, I'm living on the edge of my seat. I'm going to do it. I, like, that's not me. I definitely need some certainty. And I find like living in that space, it's actually distressing for me. It's very uncomfortable. So we all have our limit. Know what your limit is. If you feel overwhelmed by uncertainty and worry, then know that how can you put some practices in place to support you in feeling more safe, to feel more certain of the things that you can control. And that is you. How are you going to live with your intentions every single day? How are you going to show up? How are you going to respond? What are some of the anchors that you can use in your life? How can you put tools in place to support your nervous system to come back to a space of not freaking out every single time something goes wrong? Because in those freak out moments, you lose a lot of time and energy, a lot, and it's blocking you from continuing to move forward. Know also that if you're like, okay, great, Marsha, I still don't like uncertainty. I don't either. But I want you to know you're not alone. You're not alone. And it's important to realize that no matter how frustrating and hopeless you feel, what you focus on is what you will find. I promise you that what you focus on is what you will find. 
what you see, what you think is what you will find. If you see only demise, like negativity, impossibility, I can't do this. It's not possible. Who am I to? That's what you will find. You can be in the most dire times of frustration. And I'm telling you, those are some of the most important moments where it you had better learn how to take control of your thoughts and your emotions and your beliefs and your like what you're experiencing because it's driving the wheel. So as always, when it comes down to the foundation of limiting beliefs, this is like I'm dealing with this and thinking I can't do this. It's a foundation of limiting beliefs. Ask yourself, is this true? Like, do I actually believe this? Where can I look for proof? that this is not the truth, right? I sat there and went, no, I am resourceful. I can come up with a solution. Show me a solution. I'm open to seeing it. Within seconds, I was like, okay, there's the answer. And it worked out immediately. So look for proof of where, what your thoughts are, are not true. Like look for proof of that. Rewrite it in a new empowering way and say it and practice it regularly, like regularly. The sooner you can fall in love with uncertainty as part of this process, then the sooner you're going to be able to take that massive boulder off of your back, set it down, stop carrying shit that's not yours, and be in a space of saying, you know what? I can do this. I can fall in love with uncertainty because uncertainty is certain. Uncertainty is certain. It's actually something you're going to be experiencing every single day no matter how well you plan, no matter how well you put things together, uncertainty is there. And so how can you fall in love with it faster? It will save you so much time and energy in the process. I hope that this supported you. I am beyond grateful for you every single day for all of the like messages, the downloads, the shares. It means the world to me as we continue to bring this podcast out to further and further more people in the world. I'm grateful for you. So I would love to know how you are going to fall in love with uncertainty and what that's going to look like. Feel free to tag me anywhere on social media. I would love to know your biggest takeaways. Have an incredible day. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. If you love this episode, I invite you to tag me on social media with your takeaways or share it with a friend. Please, if you feel called, take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.